You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Man, you might think recruiting is not going on with everything that's happening in the maze and blue world right now. Sign gate, Big Ten decision, suspension talk, meetings with the commissioner, responses to the commissioner, state government getting involved. All that's going on and recruiting is still happening. Michigan had a slew of visitors last weekend a lot of which were commitments and so there's a lot of ground to cover we're going to do that for you here today on the michigan recruiting insider like we always do i always start out telling you if you like this podcast be sure to rate it be sure to review it tell all your friends about it they can find it wherever they get their podcast it's google spotify itunes you name it of course if you like watching us on youtube uh be sure go over and like the video subscribe to the channel that way you'll get a notification every time we do another episode and last but not least, where it all goes down, over on the MichiganInsider.com. You want accurate, reliable, wide-ranging information on all the hottest things, all the hottest news stories in football, basketball, and recruiting, then folks, you need to go over to the MichiganInsider.com. Pennies a day will have you on the cutting edge of all the news that's going on right now in the world of the maize and blue. So, without further ado, let's bring on my esteemed colleagues, my boys, my guys, starting off with Mr. Steve Lorenz. Steve, how are you? Good, Sam. Nice to take a break from the stupidest thing in college football history <laughs> and talk some recruiting for a little bit. Yeah, only a break from talking. I have my phone right here. <laughs> not, yet, no, I, <laughs> like, look at that. Much a, not much of a break, but a break nonetheless. So, And then, of course, Mr. Bryce Marriage. Bryce, how are you today? Ooh, I'm shocked we're even playing a football game. The way they're talking, we should just cancel the whole season. I mean, it's someone could get hurt. You know, I don't know. Just got me nervous out there. So, yeah, it's unbelievable. That was the dumbest argument. Oh, Play- oh, God. <laughs> don't get me that. Yeah, player safety. Oh, boy. Yeah, don't okay. get me started. People have heard me rant on that enough as it is. Uh, but as I said, Michigan had visitors on campus last week, one of which was a 2025 quarterback. Now, when we talk 2025 quarterbacks, obviously, it starts with Bryce Underwood, right? Nothing is going to move definitively forward with any 2025 prospects until an answer is given by, you know, Bryce Underwood about where he's going to go. He's going to make that decision on January 6th. But you as Michigan, and you guys know this, we, we had this experience when we were talking about Dante Moore, you cannot afford to to wait way down the line to start getting involved with a, with a prospect. Now, you know, with this dude, this, uh, Bryce is deciding early enough where you might be fine, but you want to start growing those relationships as much in advance as you can. So you better be getting your offers out. They had already gotten some out. Another one just came out last week. So, Bryce, why don't you start us off there? Yeah, so – like you kind of already detailed, Bryce Underwood, five-star number one player in the country from Belleville, Michigan. He's the top guy. I mean, at the end of the day, 
if he just says he's deciding signing day, they're going to wait till signing day for that decision. It's just how it is, you know. Um, and he kind of backed up that kind of performance. Sure. Sam, he played Celine, and it wasn't much of a game. I don't know if many people watched or heard, but he destroyed Celine, and they're moving on in the playoffs here. But Michigan, they're not putting all their eggs in one basket. They're looking at other quarterbacks. George McIntyre, the number two quarterback in the country. He's a five-star prospect out of Tennessee that Michigan really likes. But now you got a third option that fans should kind of be um, on the radar. Carter Smith. He's a six foot three, hundred and eighty pound signal caller from the Sunshine State, uh, Florida. Came up for the first time with his parents for the Purdue game. Had an awesome time. Really connected with Kirk Campbell, the quarterback's coach. Had a great experience with Jim Harbaugh. When I talked to him, he noted J.J. McCarthy's development, how he's progressed, how he's looked under the tutelage of Kirk Campbell. And, you know, when you watch his film, he's a baseball player. So he's got a weird arm angle. I mean, he's getting recruited for baseball, too. I think he can reportedly throw a fastball up to 95. I mean, he's very impressive bas- or baseball prospect as well. But dual threat guy, extremely athletic, has a big arm, and he's got a lot of traits that I think, you know, Kirk Campbell really likes. You know, this is a guy that he saw during the bye week, has been kind of monitoring him here and there. He got that offer on this trip. He's expected back for the Ohio State game um, with more of his family. And there's buzz that Michigan might be trending in that recruitment. But at, at the end of the day, before any decision is made, they're going to look at Bryce Underwood, who's deciding January 6th. And we're going to see him where that falls. I know he likes LSU. He's like Colorado. He's got a top seven now. Michigan is still at the top or near the top of the leaderboard, I think, in my opinion there. But we'll see. This is now, if I had a total bullet, Bryce Underwood won. George McIntyre, Carter Smith, 2A, 2B is kind of where I'd put recruiting or quarterback recruiting the 2025 cycle. Yeah, you mentioned just real quick, Bryce Underwood, 21 of 25 for 312 yards and four touchdowns in a 65 to 14 blowout <laughs> of Celine. I mean, it's those are J.J. McCarthy numbers, 21 to 25, man. It's just different level dude. And if you're Michigan, you got to wait on that, Steve. But this is just a a fortuitous bounce. You get an answer early enough for it to not tangibly impact your other quarterback targets. So you hope and think. Now, you hope it doesn't even come to that. You hope you get Bryce Underwood. There's some other really good targets that they're on, and you got enough time to really, if you're, as long as you've started building relationships already, you should be fine uh, moving forward in those recruitments. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, January 6th is a nice little, favor i feel like uh you know especially for the in-state school michigan right i mean it's it's been known for a while michigan was going to wait and see what he does before they really do anything else major um you know i i say the the other thing too people try to compare this one to, to the dante moore deal michigan didn't sign a quarterback last cycle like a true quarterback kendrick bell's already transferred he's already playing wide receiver like it was different for michigan to kind of go all in on Dante Moore last year, you know, and so people were like, well, they're doing it again with Bryce Underwood, but they're not. And this Carter Smith offer and the continued pursuit of George McIntyre kind of illustrate that, right? So, you know, 
nice, probably a good time to throw in another offer to a quality prospect, right? At the tail end of uh, junior season, Underwood will make his decision in January. And then who knows? I mean, if let's say theoretically Underwood commits elsewhere, uh, Michigan may be able to wrap up a guy like Carter Smith pretty quickly after that one, maybe. So, you know, it, yeah, I, it, I'm kind of under the belief that Michigan will get one of the three guys that they're that Bryce mentioned that they've offered and that they're really still pursuing heavily. I would I'm not I'm not going to rank the chances, but we know Underwood's the number one choice there. I mean it's it's a combo of Underwood and Smith. McIntyre feels like an SEC kid at the end of the day to me. I mean he's felt that way for quite a while. Great great quarterback prospect. I think the the biggest question I don't know what you guys think. I, as great as Bryce Underwood is, was like, what if George McIntyre wanted to commit to Michigan theoretically? Like, what do you do in a situation? Like, that'd be the toughest situation of all, right? I mean, that I feel like because McIntyre is very, very, very good. I think Bryce Underwood's better. I think he's rightfully the number one quarterback in the country. I actually think he should be the number one player yeah. in the class. He's number two right now. Um, but, you know, that just, again, probably a, a theoretical that's not going to actually happen. but was something I kind of wondered. So, uh, yeah, great time to offer Carter Smith. And uh, I think Michigan has their quarterback in their class within those three guys. Yeah, uh, at that point, with with George McIntyre, maybe only George McIntyre, the the other guys, you know what, let's let's have you come back for another visit just to make sure. That's how you play. But for George McIntyre, you got to call Bryce and say, look, this is the deal. You're our guy. Do you know what you're going to do? Can you tell us what you, we aren't going to say a word? We'll keep it, but we need to know, do we need to go ahead and take this guy? Or if you're going elsewhere, if you're going elsewhere, we won't say anything, but give us something, right? You don't want to be in that position, but you cannot take another quarterback without giving Bryce Underwood the right of first refusal. You, you've got to, you've got to see what he's thinking before you say yes to anyone else. So and I think that's the tack that they would take in the grand scheme of things. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Right? Hopefully you just get to the point. So what do you guys think of remember the kid we saw in the summer? Uh he made it over to that sound mind somebody as well, the Houston Longstreet kid. What do you, what about him? He recently released the top eight and Michigan was in that group of eight. Another highly regarded guy, a four star guy out of California. And so uh, a guy who's been on campus, a guy who camped at Michigan, what about, what about Longstreet as a, as a possible guy in the quarterback mix for, for Michigan in 25? So, yeah, uh, Hussan Longstreet out of California, I believe just released a top eight last week. Uh, Michigan was in that. He camped for his offer, so Michigan has seen him live, has seen him throw. Uh, they know what he's capable of. When he released his top eight, my opinion, I think I posted on it, I think Michigan would be somewhere in the middle of that top eight. Uh, he's a kid to me It feels like a kid that's going to stay out west. Now, I can't remember if SC already has a 25. I know they have a, actually have a 26 quarterback commit. I don't know if they have a 25 because they were not in the top eight. Uh, but UCLA, Washington, and Oregon – I mean, think about Oregon and Washington both look like appealing places for a quarterback prospect right now, if we're being honest. So, you know, I think those schools would be who I'd put ahead. The other school uh, was actually was Louisville, 
uh, where his brother is actually playing right now. And, uh, I mean, Jeff Brome, too, is a guy that knows how to utilize a good quarterback also. So, you know, those were kind of the schools I immediately thought of. Uh, you know, I would probably, like Bryce had it. I think Bryce was right on the money with uh, with it being Underwood and then McIntyre and Smith kind of interchangeable. Longstreet would probably have to be that next guy. I don't think he's – I think he's a guy they're going to keep recruiting for sure, but not a guy I think Michigan is, like, in the top two or three, four right now. So, uh, you know, I, it, it would depend. Uh, but I, I got want to say, didn't Akili Smith's son yeah, committed yeah. to Oregon already? And he's a 25. So, you know, maybe Washington, uh, maybe UCLA, uh, Louisville. So uh, those are some of the other schools. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. All right. So, uh, other visitors, though. We know there are a slew of, of commits, but again, 25 recruiting. Uh, really, really the focus, picking up steam there, Bryce. So, who are some other guys who made it to campus as visitors last week? Yeah, so I'm going to touch on a couple. Uh, top 247 in-state offensive tackle, Avery Gash. He returned after coming up for the Indiana game, so now he's made two games in a row. Uh, he came with his dad, and I know that he's a huge fan of Sharon Moore and loves what they've done up front. He's been very vocal about that throughout the recruiting process of, hey, winning the Joe Moore Award and back-to-back years, that's something I'm going to look at. That's something that takes a lot of weight and value in my recruitment and something I highly respect. He's the guy I think Michigan right now is near the top of his leaderboard. I also like Ohio State in that recruitment as well. Notre Dame, I think, is in the mix as well. He's a Michigan State legacy, Sam. So, when I say legacy, it's not like, you know, he had family. He had family go to school, but right. yeah. His but mom in, and dad. His mom right. and dad. But in terms of Michigan State, I think being in a, like a real factor in that recruitment, I'm not buying that as much because Michigan State's got to figure out kind of what's going to happen with their own coaching staff, let alone their recruiting class. So that's one guy. Top two, so top two, four, seven offensive lineman, Logan Powell. From the state of Arizona, he comes from a very a school. Sam, I think you might be fi- uh, familiar with Jason Howell. Is his head coach? Yeah, he used to work at twenty four seven. Yeah, and so he has an eye for identifying talent. This is a kid that he's been extremely high on. He thinks he's super talented. This kid has been up to Michigan before during the summer. He returned with his family. He actually has ties to the state of Michigan because his grandfather and all his brothers went to Michigan. He's got an aunt and uncle currently living in the state. He he admitted to me, I grew up a huge fan of Michigan. I love what they've been doing up front as well. Just the whole night game experiencing the new scoreboards, the new lights, that was a big deal for him as well. This is a recruitment I think if they really push, they can land this kid and a guy that I – I watching his game, I think he's interchangeable. He could play guard, he could play tackle. He's got that six foot five, six foot six, 
260-pound frame where you can add that weight on, and he can move around the offensive line. I think what we've seen so far with Sharon, how he recruits offensive linemen, he likes that versatility and that position flexibility. And just last, a couple other guys, the tight ends, Eli Owens and Marshall Pritchett, two guys kind of down south that are, I think they're four stars. I might be mistaken if they're both four stars, but they're both guys that Michigan really likes. And they're guys that I think right now in terms of tight end recruiting are near the top of their board. It's tough to say, and you know, Steve will probably have more input on those two, but it's like they're recruiting the tight end position so well every cycle. It's like, who's, you know, who's the top and not, I would be mistaken if I didn't forget a third tight end, Bear Teeny. He came from, you know, the state of Texas. He's a four-star as well. They're doing pretty good with tight end recruiting. And those three were up on campus this weekend. Yeah, Avery's a Michigan State legacy. I, I just don't – I actually think they're helped by Mel Tucker being fired. Like, I, I, I think they have very little chance with the other staff, so – the longer this goes and they get a new staff, that might actually help their chances. But he likes Sharon Moore so much. I bet you he might be committed already if you if you could guarantee him that Sharon was going to be here, you know, when he got here. I think that's kind of one of the hangups with Michigan. Just, you know, getting as, as comfortable with how things are going to go, uh, even if Sharon were to go and become a head coach next year because that's on the table. And I actually think with, with Sharon, it's going to take a really, really big job. Like Sharon could have been the – he could have been the coach at at Western last year if he wanted to, right? Yeah, you know, I, Louisville, I think he may have, may have taken, but his profile is even higher now. You're talking about a guy that was making, what, what 1.7 now? Bet you Sharon, they win the national championship. Bet you he can get upwards of $2 million now you are operating like a like a Brent Venables or a Tony Elliott who hung out at Clemson for years waiting for the exact right job. You know, it worked out better for Venables with Oklahoma than it did for Tony Elliott with Virginia. But still, I think that's the kind of headspace that Sharon is in right now. Like, it'll take a really, really, really good job for him to leave. And I think that's that's kind of the, the pitch or one of the pitches to Avery. And then it's Jason Jewell. Like I, I don't want to, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave that on there. And then have Jason be like, "Hey man, you didn't get my name right." <laughs> it's Jason Jewel and, and Brophy Prep, right? And so you know he's he has a pretty high opinion of Michigan. Um, you know Michigan missed out on Benjamin Morrison, man. That was just, I that, that's just a miss because I think that dude is a ball player and his sister. Naomi is, uh, I think this is her senior year on the gymnastics team now. So maybe it'll work out this time in Brophy. And we'll see if uh, if, if Jason Jewell can uh, kind of help pass a good word. <laughs> I'm just giving you crap. Before we get to you, Steve, I, I got to send a shout out to TB12. Got to send a shout out to Tom Brady himself because we have partnered with Tom Brady, his new app, Autograph. What it is, it is a a fandom aggregate. So all of the aspects of fandom wrapped up in one app. You want to read all the latest updates from the MichiganInsider.com? Flows through 
on the Autograph app. You want to watch, you want to get a notification and watch the latest episode of the Michigan Recruiting Insider comes through on the app. You want to listen to our podcasts comes through on the app. Even some other sites that you look at and you like or blogs or programs that are Michigan related that are the you know credible in the space. Go blogs out there, Professor and the Pundit podcast. There are a few of them out there that flow through on the app, all in the palm of your hand. And what makes it even better is your fandom is rewarded. So all the things you normally do, reading these stories, listening to podcasts, watching the Michigan Recruiting Insider, going to Michigan events, right? And you check in. You get points for doing acts of fandom. And you, as you accrue, as those points accrue, you're able to redeem them for rewards. Does not get any better than that. You iOS users, look for the Autograph app in the Apple Store. But we have a message from TB12 himself telling you more about the Autograph app. So here is Mr. Tom Brady. Amazing Blue Nation, it's Tom Brady. I co-founded Autograph with one mission in mind. Change the fan experience for the better. That's why I'm excited to announce the release of a new app that recognizes the biggest Michigan fans. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to the best Michigan content, fan challenges, and exclusive rewards for diehard Wolverines. All for doing the things you already do, like listening to this podcast. Head over to the Apple App Store and search for Autograph Rewarding Fans and download today. All right. So you see, for those of you who are watching, you see that QR code right there. You can scan that. It'll take you right over to the page. All right. So in that way, you can download the app. If you're listening, link.ag.fan forward slash Sam Webb. That's link.ag.fan forward slash Sam Webb. The code is Sam Webb. No space. And this is invitation only. So you got to have the code in order to get the app. Go ahead and get it. Now, here's the thing. I'm an Android user. I don't know if Bryce and Steve, I don't know if you guys are Android users. But right now, the app is only available to iPhone users, to iOS users. All right. They assure me that they are working on an app. They are working on an app for Droid. All right. For Android. So. We got to wait. We got to wait for that to come to fruition sometime in the future. Uh, But in the meantime, in between time, just for the Apple users. So get on over and take advantage of what is an outstanding app available to you from Tom Brady's crew at Autograph. Uh, With that, Steve, let's come back around. And, you know, I know Bryce went through a number of prospects who visited some tight injury actions. Uh, to those guys and maybe Michigan's place in their respective recruitments. Sure. So, yeah, Eli Owens is a guy I believe we may have mentioned coming in like on the preview episode. Uh, not your class, like much more of an H-back type tight end, I feel like, which it's interesting in that regard. Normally those types of guys aren't recruited. Uh, Michigan loves those kind of guys, but like a lot of schools don't recruit that type of position heavily. I mean, it's like a fullback H-back type deal which is where I think he fits best. But Owens has Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee. I mean, he's got a lot of big ones. But I think Michigan is – I think they're somewhere near the top on that one for sure. I think he released a top eight or top nine. I would definitely think Michigan's in the top two or three of that recruitment right now. 
uh, Marshall Pritchett out of uh, Raybun Gap, Georgia, the same, I can't remember the name of the program, but same program that Marlon Klein attended. Um, also another one where I think Michigan is pretty close to the top, if not all the way at the top. The thing with him is he's a Notre Dame legacy. So, you know, Michigan already lost out on James Flanagan to Notre Dame, who was a Notre Dame legacy. Uh, Pritchett, also an Irish legacy. That I don't know if that'll be the biggest hurdle or not. I'm not quite sure who else Notre Dame is recruiting at tight end. We know uh, they always recruit tight end really well, also like Michigan does. Uh, so that could be an interesting one in that regard. Clear, though, if he's considering, like, not afraid to come up north, I don't feel like. I don't know if that will be the biggest hurdle in this one. And, and one thing on tight end, you know, like Bryce said, I think this board, the board in 25 has been very interesting because there's not really a one guy that, like, it, Michigan looks like a slam dunk for. Like, they de- kind of have the last few cycles. There's either a guy who commits early or just looks like a guy, that, like a pre-scoring last cycle. You know, yeah, he didn't commit right away, but it was like, okay, Michigan's probably going to be the team to beat in this one. For the, you know, 25, it looks like there's like eight or nine guys I feel like they're recruiting at tight end who could end up in this class. Uh, it's just a matter of who comes to campus and, you know, where the chips will fall at tight end. So kind of an in- a little bit more of an interesting position this cycle, or the, I guess technically next cycle, uh, than it has been in years past. So it will be kind of interesting to see where that goes. Uh, a couple other guys that visited, Jamari Deloach, a kid out of Virginia Beach, the Virginia Beach area, Chesapeake, Virginia, actually, I think. Uh, it's his second time up to campus. Not yet ranked or rated by 24-7 or the composite. I'm working on trying to get that changed. Uh, but a kid that Michigan has quietly felt like, has felt like they've been recruiting pretty hard under the radar. Bryce, I know you just did a write-up with him. Looks like they want him at the nickel spot, which to me actually really increases the chance of him being a take right now for them, even though he's not a highly ranked or rated kid. And he has a decent offer sheet, but not a, a national-type offer sheet at all. But he's a kid that Michigan identified very, very early. Um, and, yeah, another one where I think Michigan is – Probably number one there. I, I last I knew, they were in. He had a top two. He wouldn't say who the other school was, but that Michigan was one of them. So, gotta think Michigan's in a pretty good position there. And then the other one was uh, Dwayne Galloway, the the cornerback out of Columbus, Ohio, was also on campus. Right. Uh, Ohio State's already gotten a commitment from Blake Woodby out of uh, Baltimore St. Francis. They are the favorites for Devin Sanchez out of North Shore High School in Houston. Kind of wonder, you know, normally a kid out of Columbus who has the Ohio State offer, I believe he's been offered by Ohio State, would be a shoe-in to go to play for the Buckeyes with two other corners, probably likely, I believe Sanchez is committing very soon. Um, wonder if Michigan might be able to pull this one out. Uh, Galloway's a guy who ca- caught some major fire recruiting wise really about the beginning of his of this season of this football season uh and and Michigan to get him up as quickly as they did and I Bryce maybe want to correct me if I'm wrong is he coming back he's coming back for the Ohio State game also isn't he uh, or don't we know I so I, I, I thought Allen Allen did the right up there right so right, yeah I'll, I'll I'll check I'll post on the on the board thread after we post this podcast but either way he's another guy uh to definitely I think keep an eye on at the cornerback position uh, for Michigan. So a couple other offers they put out. They did offer Marion Dye, 
the edge, the four star, or he's either a high three or a low four edge out of Indianapolis. I think I, I can see him being a top target for Michigan. And then also offered uh 2026 quarterback. Was it Bo Polston also out of the Indianapolis area? Uh, again, Indy's an area where I feel like Michigan, if Indy produced a lot of talent, I feel like Michigan would have a ton of success in that area. They do have kids, but they're not like a, a powerhouse area, let's say, for high school football necessarily. Uh, expect Michigan to be eventual factors with both those guys if they, if they choose to be. Yeah, time will tell. On that, uh, we are gearing up for what is supposed to be the, everything that they pointed to, the epic visit weekend that is the Ohio State weekend. And by all accounts, it is supposed to be an absolute a banger of a weekend. Uh, David Sanders, the headliner. I think the – I wonder if if that's a game. I got to look at the schedule. What does the playoff schedule look like? So I'm wondering if that's a game that Bryce could be at as well. And so, you know, it, it that one is going to be an epic one. And we keep talking about Nitro Tuggle. The word is they think that he's going to come up for that game. Now, I st- still haven't heard anything definitive. Uh, but it sounds like there's a good chance that he makes it up. So, uh, you know, just if things keep rolling like they are, I, it, I just feel like people keep asking, is all of this going to affect recruiting? We talked about it last week, another week into it. And, man, it just doesn't feel like it's going to knock prospects off the scent. If there was a concern, the concern is that, okay, well, this means Harbaugh is leaving. And at last check, and I just checked on it last night, I asked you know some direct questions uh, to sources. Hey, so – what about the extension? Is it looking like it's going to be put off for a while or will it happen soon? And I was told soon. It's on track. You got to deal with the immediate crisis, the immediate crisis, which is, you know, the, the sign gate punishment potentially from the Big Ten. And then after that, attention shifts right over to that extension because if, if Harbaugh, if Jim had any question about how all in, Michigan is for him by Michigan. I mean, every ass, every element of Michigan. You see the fans are diehard. You know, every everywhere you turn, because he said he wants to know what the fans think. Remember he said that? Fans are diehard. He wants to know what the players think. Players love them. And then he wants to know what the admin thinks. So we know Santa Ono has been way out front, on the sideline, and media, and wherever you go and you talk to Santa Ono, he's like, hey, Team Harbaugh, we're gonna, we got Jim's back up to and including getting the biggest law firm, one of the biggest law firms in the country to come and represent them and sparing no expense, using a discretionary fund for it, right? Then you have Warren Manuel, who back in 2020, when you had a lot of people in the admin, at the admin level saying, hey, and former player level and fan level saying, hey, move on, he ignored all that and said, I'm going to keep Jim Harbaugh. And so he was at practice on Tuesday. Sending that exact message to Jim, to the coaches, to the players, saying, hey, you know what? Don't worry about any of that. I got you. I got all y- you guys' back. We're going we're gonna to ride this out. We're going to make it through. Then yesterday, Regents. So Regent Jordan Acker made it in yesterday. More Regents expected in today. There is Let there be no m- mistaking just how all in for Harbaugh they are. 
And that, to me, was the final element because money wasn't the issue. They There's agreement that he's going to be the highest-paid coach in the Big Ten. And so with the support being very, very clear and very vivid, I think there's every reason to believe that the optimism that is being placed or that is being sent out from inside is well-placed. They think an extension is going to be done soon. And if that happens, now I think the biggest question from recruits, like a, like a Bryce Underwood, like, I, I mean, you know, you kind of need to have that question answered, right? You can't have Harbaugh in a, in a coaching search, NFL coaching search, right as he's about to make his decision in early January. It's like, I mean, that's, that's disaster. So they got to get this wrapped up. And it sounds like they're on track to do just that. Wouldn't it be something, fellas, if they got him signed and announced it the week of the Ohio State game? I sort of speculated on that before. Well, the timing has kind of worked out that way. You deal with this, then turn it, your attention back to the extension. It could happen as soon as. I heard told, was told by the end of the month. But it could happen as soon as Ohio State week. And that, that would seem fitting to me, Steve, if that's when they did it. Yeah, I, I think this is honestly the the one of the the subplots of this whole thing right now, at least as it stands today, is I, I again I'm picking Michigan to win this week. I wonder if they could go into Happy Valley and beat the crap out of Penn State. I, it, just, it just feels like the whole program kind of rallying here together and stuff is something that could really not that this team needed any more motivation than they already have, but you wonder if they even feel tighter now than they have, you know, with having, you have Ward Manuel at practice, you know, Santa Ono's come out publicly multiple times now having your back, uh, you know, just having all of these like, like support from every corner like that. Um, all the while this, again, thing is a total joke. Uh, you just got to think as is for Michigan, a team that really hasn't been challenged yet this year, not that they needed any motivation because we know this is by far their biggest challenge. But, man, I can't imagine how much more motivated they could possibly be than they are right now to, to go in and, and make a statement on Saturday uh, against a good but, to me, beatable uh, Penn State team for sure. So, yeah, I don't expect this to hurt. Yeah, once the extension is done, then I, I think, you know, if you're Michigan, I think you got to hope that then that it'll springboard you into the 2025 cycle, right? Best-case scenario – Extensions announced, they can seal the deal with Underwood, and then things would really take off in 25 after that, right? I mean, I guess if you're Michigan, that's what you're thinking right now is let's focus on getting, yeah, get the extension so that they, that crap all goes away, like that negative recruiting is done. Win another Big Ten championship, see how you do in the playoff, work on locking up the number one player in the country, in-state kid, and then using him as sort of your springboard to build a really, really good class. Got to think that's the game plan here. I do. I do. Speaking of game plans, by the way, there's a group of parents who they're hopping a bus, Michigan football parents, they're hopping a bus to Happy Valley. Because, I mean, first of all, you can't find a hotel within 200 miles of Happy Valley, right? I mean, I I hate going. I hate going. It's like a terrible place to go. (laughs) There's nothing around. Oh, my God. I hate it. Right? So uh, you want to get in and get out. They decided, these parents, that, you know what, we're going to take make our own bus trip to Happy Valley. We'll, you know, leave out of Michigan early that morning and have the bus take us there. And then afterwards, celebrating the victory, that's what they think is going to happen. Uh, get Hop the bus and have the bus bring them back as they celebrate all the way home. 
the bus they chose is the same buses, uh, the same uh, bus company or transportation company, I should say, that their kids use as members of the Michigan football team when they go anywhere, whether it's a trip to the airport, busing to, uh, you know, busing to East Lansing or Columbus, they are riding on Golden. And if Golden is good enough for their kids, if Golden is good enough for Michigan, then these parents are saying Golden is good enough for us. I've been telling you for years about how they do business over at Golden Limo, not even a limo in a fleet. Buses, uh, the, the mini buses, the party buses. Of course, they have the executive transport from the navigators, the aviators. The whole line is just second to none as far as professionalism and luxury is concerned. And that's the tone that is set by the owner of Golden Limo, Sean Duvall. So if you haven't met Sean, you don't know Sean and how he does business. Here is the owner himself, Sean Duvall. You have invested a lot of time and energy in making the golden experience different. Yeah. So if you can explain to someone who hasn't had the experience what it's like and why it's different, how would you do that? It's just a formula for us, um, and it's kind of really basic and simple and almost common sense. It's a clean car, on time, with a professional chauffeur that knows where they're going. There's a lot of components that make up what a clean car is, what on time means, what a professional chauffeur means. But when you put it all together, it's that formula that if we uh, keep to that promise, our customers are going to be really happy. And, um, and we always remember that it's, there's a person in the back seat. There's a person a lot of times who book the transportation for the person in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And both of those people have to be really happy. So our booking experience has to be really it well is. done. Um, uh, the billing experience has to be really well done. But then that person in the back seat that gets to experience the one-on-one with a chauffeur, they never see me, they never <laughs> see any of our billing people or reservation. They only get to t- touch Golden through that chauffeur. So hey. we put so much time and energy and effort into our chauffeur team because we want them to be the stars. They're the talent of Golden Limousine, and that's what we, how we treat them. And that was Sean Duvall from Golden Limo telling you how they do business there. Like I said, if they're good enough for Michigan, not just football, basketball, you know, the entire athletic department, uh, the, the, the all over campus, the medical school, they all use Golden. You should too, whether it's airport transport, you know, transport when you land at a destination out of state or even out of the country. Golden is the place, goldenlimo.com. With that, that'll do it for another episode, another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. If you like this podcast, be sure to rate it, be sure to review it. Tell all your friends about it. They can find it wherever they get their podcasts, it's Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. Not Stitcher anymore, that doesn't exist, but all the other podcast platforms. And then, of course, if you like watching us on YouTube, like the videos. Subscribe to the channel. You'll get a notification every time we do another video. And last but not least, the best place to go because you also get access to the message board where a lot goes down. A lot of great discussion on the message board, the VIP message board, that is, the MichiganInsider.com. Pennies a day get you in on all the latest and most accurate news. You want news you can trust? Go to the MichiganInsider.com. That'll do it for us this time. We'll see you next week on another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider.